In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. Attention patriots, tired of the tyranny and crime in the sanctuary cities? Flee the city and seek refuge in the American Redoubt. FleeTheCity.com. Move to the freedom of Idaho, Montana, or Wyoming. FleeTheCity.com. FleeTheCity.com. Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyric to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes, news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. We carry a full line of flags, t-shirts, CDs, books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people. Please visit www.tightrope.cc. Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de Grel's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco, Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness. Despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers, he stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader, Get Leon DeGrell in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com.
You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. A few weeks ago, my broadcast, Too Many People, generated some letters. In that show, I discussed the very real problem of human overpopulation of the earth. I also added a quotation from Dr. William Pierce on his vision of a future all-white North America with a self-sustaining all-white population of 50 million, much smaller in numbers than the current white population of our continent, with cities no larger than 10,000 souls. In other broadcasts and articles, I've discussed the increasingly overt Jewish elite promotion of a depopulation agenda in the West and condemned it. And I have also been very clearly pro-natal, advocating for the birth of more high-quality white children now more than ever. The general tone of the letters has been more or less this. Mr. Strom, which is it? Which is better? More babies or fewer babies? You seem to want more. But Dr. Pierce's vision, which you seem to endorse, coming to pass, means that 150 million white people in North America have to die. That doesn't sound very pro-white to me. And you can't have it both ways. The short answer to these seekers and critics is this. Depopulation agenda or not, there will be depopulation. Overpopulation will be followed by population collapse, as always happens in nature. We need to position ourselves so that our population, that is the white population, is not among those whose collapse is total. We need to arrange things so that the survival of the white race is assured and that we come out of the approaching crisis healthy and prepared to grow into the new spaces that merciless nature will create for us. We need to make sure that we are not the ones falling away to make space for others. So yes, it does make sense, and there is no contradiction. We need more high-quality white children to ensure that we have the brains and the life energy and the military and technological power and sufficient simple biomass 
to defeat the armada of hungry mouths that will descend upon us, ten or a hundred times more than are already descending upon us when the overpopulation crisis reaches its peak. Overpopulation means an end to the politics of plenty. When we have so much of everything, we can just give it away without severe consequences. That nonsense will end flat. Either we'll come to our senses and stop doing it, or if we don't, there will be an end to us. There will be a renewed war of survival between nations and races. That war will determine which populations will decline and disappear and which have a chance to go on living. We should be thinking in terms of doing far better than merely having a chance, too. We should be thinking in terms of winning and gaining and making our position impregnable and our racial state undefeatable when we come out at the other end of the time of darkness and chaos and war. The crisis of human overpopulation is very real. The y-axis number cannot continue to move near vertically much longer without running into the limits of the Earth's resources. And long before that happens, life on Earth will become unlivable for us, grotesquely overcrowded, horribly regimented, overwhelmingly non-white, and characterized by a desperate scramble for disappearing necessities, and increasingly incompetent and deranged authorities, without the slightest chance of solving even the simplest problems, much less the crisis as a whole, and a growing certainty that there is no hope that the future will be even more hellish than the present, that life is not worth living. We're already experiencing some of that already. Imagine all of that quintupled or multiplied by ten or by one hundred, and you'll get my point. Suicide rates are already at the highest point we've ever seen in the United States, and in the extremely unhealthy, formerly white nation of Canada, the system is actually encouraging suicide now on the flimsiest of pretexts. As life becomes cheaper and cheaper, and unless the National Alliance succeeds in its goal of spiritual renewal among our folk, with the inculcation of a new and true sense of purpose. That's only going to get worse. Our people, even when not yet educated on the realities of race and Jewish power, have an increasing sense of foreboding, a sense that they are regarded as the problem by the system and are slated 
for death. What about Dr. Pierce's vision of a lower population density, even among whites, once our existence is secure? Well, once the world stage has been cleared of any serious competitors, and no one knows what the numbers will be when that happens, we will have the luxury of designing and implementing any population policies we want. At such a point, we may find ourselves agreeing with Benjamin Franklin that because of simple supply and demand forces, a smaller population means that earnings are higher and at the same time land is cheaper, making for happy and prosperous families. Furthermore, Straining the Earth's resources to the point where we can easily predict that they will run out in but a few centuries seems extremely stupid. Better to err on the side of caution, have a resource safety buffer of many millennia, if at all possible, and terminate early and with maximum economy and with extreme prejudice any threat from other peoples which would force us to lose or abandon said safety buffer. Such a buffer, among many other benefits, gives us time to do whatever needs to be done to make our race an interplanetary race. Stop betting 100% on the continued existence of a livable Earth, which is the furthest thing from guaranteed, and increase the chance of Aryan humanity surviving in the long term. The great writer Andrew Hamilton tells us in his The Importance of Population Structure and Dynamics, quote, Given replacement migration, exceptionally high non-white birth rates, sub-replacement fertility among whites, and widespread culturally encouraged hybridization with non-whites in all formerly white homelands around the world, the opposite ends of the national age spectrum everywhere now feature a predominantly white elderly population and an increasingly non-white youth population. As a consequence, former First World nations are composed more and more of non-whites and hybrids. The process is taking place with lightning speed. Thanks to an indispensable assist from dishonest media, academia, and governments, plus draconian and repressive laws, even white racialists, never mind the public, fail to grasp the urgency of the situation. The aging and death of baby boomers, born between 1946 and 1964, currently in progress, will in short order eradicate a numerically large proportion of the remaining white populace. Despite the lack of precise data, we nevertheless know the overall trends. So revolutionary and sweeping are the top-down social changes that have been imposed. 
To better understand the crisis, it is helpful to employ a demographic tool known as the population pyramid. A population pyramid is a graphical representation of the distribution of age groups, usually by country or region, shaped like a pyramid when populations are young and growing. There are three basic shapes. The classic pyramid, a young, rapidly growing population with a high birth rate. This is characteristic of many non-white races today and of vibrant subpopulations such as Orthodox Jews. The box, a stable replacement level population characterized by low infant mortality, little or no demographic growth, and long life expectancy. The inverted or upside-down pyramid, low birth rate, collapsing population, long life expectancy. This is characteristic of the white race. Close quote. In the text version of this broadcast, I'll show you what a couple of these pyramids look like. Let me describe them. They're a series of bar graphs centered horizontally. The bottom bar graph represents the youngest segment of the population, and the top bar graph represents the oldest segment of the population, with several bar graphs of the various age demographics in order between them. As Mr. Hamilton tells us, we can have a population whose graph is a classic pyramid shape of many children and fewer older people, representing a rapidly growing population. A box shape representing a stable population with roughly equal numbers in each age cohort. Or an inverted pyramid where the tiny number of children is tasked with eventually caring for a huge number of elderly, and the population is collapsing. No one who cares about our race, certainly not I, and certainly not Dr. Pierce while he was alive, wants the last of these, a collapsing population. What we do want when we regain control of our destiny once again, is the ability to decide for ourselves what our population and population growth shall be, and make efforts with as much room for the freedom we love as possible within the limits of our goals to make that population optimal for the survival and progress of the white race. There may be times, long periods of time, when the stable, square-shaped population pyramid graph will be best for us. There will be others when adjustments, not too radical, one hopes, will need to be made in one direction or the other, always keeping in mind that our children and our fertility and natality must always be held as good and indeed sacred things. Mr. Hamilton adds, quote, The connection between demographic strength and political power has long been recognized. 
as the white population contracted, nations became markedly more tyrannical in the communist sense, characterized by closed, untouchable, uncriticizable elites, not unlike an imperial god cult, universal surveillance, and the criminalization and rigid suppression of thought, speech, association, and authentic political activity. So overwhelming now is alien control of the culture that even the psychological mores and institutional structures essential to biological and cultural survival have been systematically and efficiently expunged. Diminished numbers, lack of political influence, and the rapid growth of totalitarian racist institutions have occurred hand in hand. It is a vicious, ever-accelerating cycle that becomes harder and harder to break the more time that passes." Close quote. That brings me to my most important point. To survive and eventually seed the stars with our sacred genes. To progress to higher man and beyond, we must first ensure that the white race can live securely on the earth for many centuries. To do that, we must have a territory that is exclusively ours, where no other races are present. A government that is answerable to us alone. A leadership stratum which is incorruptible and dedicated to our race's survival and progress as a sacred religious duty. A population that is also imbued from its earliest years with the same spiritual outlook and sense of identity and destiny. A morality that leaves no room for foolish falsehoods like human equality or the placing of any value higher than that of white racial survival. A life dedication of every member of society to the ever-increasing health and strength of the community which gave him birth. A general sense that each healthy white child, each white life, has a special sacredness that nothing else possesses or can ever possess. And lastly, societal goals and policies that are consonant with all of the above. We need to think in such terms, in these terms, or we are dead. Are our jab-pushing, dollar-obsessed, open borders, Israel and Jew-worshipping, multiracialism-pushing, perversion-promoting leaders thinking in such terms? Are white Americans thinking in such terms now? Are Europeans? Are white people anywhere on earth thinking in such terms? 
A few are. We are. We are the members of the National Alliance. We are the supporters of the National Alliance. We are the men and women who have made these responsibilities our own. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. My brothers, my sisters, I bring you a message of solidarity, a call to action, and a demand for adherence to duty of an Aryan resurgence and ultimately total Aryan victory. We have broken the chains of Jewish thought. We know not the meaning of the word mine, it is ours. Our race, the totality of our people. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow. The flow of our people. Onward we will go, onward to the stars, high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black and brown. So kinsman, duty calls. The future is now. If months from now you have not yet fully committed yourself to the Alliance, then you have in effect not only betrayed your race, you have betrayed yourself. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea. Stand up like men and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim what our forefathers discovered, explored, conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. 
kinsmen, arise. Look towards the stars and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never, victory forever. Your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall. There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytoestrogens nutrients so, so the body will heal itself and yes the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure balance cholesterol clean and unclog the arteries it can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics so the body is an amazing thing it simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself heart and body extract gets results to order your two-month supply call now toll free at 866-295-5305 order online at hbextract.com Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible, ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, the American Freedom Party, dot U.S. Hi, this is Ron Paul. I am a former congressman, physician, and presidential candidate. The world is in turmoil. Things like Ebola, earthquakes, wars, and famines are commonplace. As Americans, we are largely sheltered from these events. However, in parts of the world, just having enough food is a huge problem. For some of us, there is the nagging thought that we may not always have it so good. So we keep some food on hand just in case. My family and I have found a product that helps us do this better. It's a home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. With it, we eat healthier and store a little more food. We freeze dry everything we love to eat, and it lasts up to 25 years. Who knows what the future will bring? One thing's certain, my family and I will always have food on the table. To learn more, go to HarvestRight.com or call 800-763-5999. That's HarvestRight.com or 800-763-5999. 